Hello, everybody. I am back with episode two of Truth Be Told, and this will be the follow-up episode to um, me watching episode one of You season three. And today, I will be chatting with my friend, Catherine. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Welcome to my podcast. We're I'm so excited to have you. I'm not going to pretend like this is a group production. (laughs) Thank you. I'm excited. Okay, so basically the way that these episodes uh, are going to work is um, I'm going to be taking some of the themes or questions that were kind of prompted by the episode of TV I watched in the previous episode of my podcast. So... Today, um, we are going to be talking about the concept of happily ever after. Um, so I guess just to start, what does that phrase happily ever after mean to you? Um, I guess just finding a person that you can spend happily ever after with and like be happy with them and just genuinely spend time with them. Um, I guess it could be platonically or romantically, too, so. Okay. Interesting. So you think happily ever after... So you're thinking of that in, in the relationship sense. That's what comes to your head right away? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's it's pretty stereotypical to just think of, like, a couple. Like, if you say, ha- like, happily ever after, you just think of, like, the perfect couple. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that's so interesting because another question I had on here was, like, about the Disney happily ever after, and Mm -hmm. just kind of that concept of, like, the prince and princess riding off into the sunset. Yeah, yeah. That being happily ever after. Do you think that there... that you can have a happily ever after, like, that doesn't necessarily involve another person? That's an interesting question. Um... Hmm. I definitely think that everybody should just strive to have that for themselves anyway, um, regardless if you're in a relationship or not. Um, being happy by yourself is key to being happy with your partner, like, in a relationship as well. Mm. Um, so, yes, I, I think that, that that you can have a happily ever after with yourself. <laughs> okay. So, do you think that, like, the... I don't know, like, I mean, first I think, like, like, this kind of begs the question, like, is happily ever after even real? Because if you're saying, like, you're talking about kind of just the concept of happiness and being, like, you need to be happy and you need to, like, find your happily ever after before finding it with someone else. So they're, so they're, like, just using that definition, like happily ever after doesn't exist then, right? Um, I think it could exist for some people. I think that it happens for some people. I mean, like, there are really some of those couples that have, like, gone through it together, and then they come out together, and, like, you ask yourself, like, how are they still together? (laughs) I don't know. It's just Mm. they have their happily ever after together, but then... Some people, like, it doesn't end up like that. So, 
I think like what you mentioned before with Disney about how we kind of just grew up with that stereotype kind of being in, ingrained in us. We kind of learned that everybody would get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just not reality. Um, so I, I think it does exist. I think that, but in like different aspects, I think that you can have a happily ever after um, platonically like some people are some people like live with um, a platonic friend and like do everything that a romantic partner would do mm. except wait I phrased that wrong some people live with like a platonic <laughs> partner right yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah okay this is actually so exciting for I literally just realized like my whole day I've been thinking about this concept I didn't even realize this but I, now I'm so excited to like talk about this um <laughs> Yeah, I think that's totally true. I think that I am so for, like, I mean, I literally have been studying this, like, the past, like, couple weeks. I've been preparing for this essay in one of my classes about Disney. And did I tell you about that? Um, And one of my things was kind of about, like, the gender stereotypes in Disney movies. I didn't fully go into, like, the kind of, like, the re- relationship stereotype type thing, but but just the fact that, like, like, especially as young girls were taught yeah. to that, like, our lives aren't happy or fulfilled or, like, we haven't reached our happily ever until, like, a guy comes and saves us, which I find really yeah. interesting. Another yeah. thing, I and I want to get into all of this, but I just want to say it all before I figure it out. Um, literally today, I just watched Into the Woods, which is all about, like, kind of breaking down this concept of happily ever after. Because if you don't know, um, like, for anybody who isn't familiar with Into the Woods, basically, like, it's all of these, it's all of these different fairy tales coming together that, you know, Mm -hmm. in the stories, or the way that we know them, have fairly happy endings. And then, um... Literally, the act one ends with that happily ever, which which is what I find so cool about that show. And li- everything just falls apart or changes, I guess, um, in the second act. And it's kind of talking about like, I I think I think um, the way that that show sees it, uh, I don't know. At least the way that I interpreted it is that there isn't a happily ever after. Which is, like, your kind of life is just about, like, learning, I guess. Or, like, going through yeah. all of those ups and downs. So it's kind of, like, this continuous thing. Yeah, I, I think... Um, I mean, okay, so when you, like, think about Disney couples, they don't even have like stuff in common <laughs> like <laughs> yeah well they literally like, don't even know each other it's just like they're aesthetically pleasing to each other and then they right. get married but like it's not accurate at all mm. um it doesn't show like the ups and downs of a relationship or like the realities of having to work to communicate with a partner yes it's like i kind of i see your point now and i'm like definitely going to agree with you where it's like does it really exist or Mm. do you like have to make it happen for yourself or just like kind of have to 
like make it happen yeah for yourself otherwise it just it's not just gonna appear it's not just gonna happen totally I think yes I think that's so interesting like um these older like kind of classic I mean they are they're called like the classic Disney princess era of movies which would be like Mm -hmm. Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, literally for all of them, like you said, it just happened and it doesn't just happen that way in real life. So we're literally teaching kids that Mm -hmm. like one day they're just going to like show up and you'll like just go off and get married or whatever, which is why I think it's, I don't know, it's really interesting to like study kind of like the progress that Disney has made because I mean, you know, we, we kind of like... We pick on Disney a lot for not being like progressive or whatever, but I and and it's true they're they're definitely not caught up. But um, but they definitely have made progress over the years. Like for example, I think um, I think a really good example is like in Frozen. Um, the main that movie is so progressive to me. One because it's not even about romance. The, the whole movie is about the relationship between the sisters, but the, mm-hmm. the, the, rom- the romantic relationship that we do have, which would be, uh, well, actually two. Okay. I just, <laughs> my God, I'm going to like become a Frozen fangirl. Um, but they, first they, I think they show us, it's so important to show Hans and Anna's relationship that kind of falls apart. And then the actual relationship, we see her get to know Kristoff before they end up you know, falling in love or whatever. So you like never see that in any other film. Yes. In any other Disney film. Yes. And frozen literally her, the Hans and Anna relationship is all about making fun of the past, those past movies that we were just talking about where it just happens. Like, and didn't they like yeah. literally want to get married right away? Yeah, yes. they wanted to marry her. That's literally what happens in the movie. They met that night, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Let's get married." Um, <laughs> yeah, which I think like it's so subtle, like to kids, but it's so important because, and I think like the fact that. The fact that, like, they made him a bad guy in a different aspect, too. Like, not just... the Not not the only, like, bad thing he does being, like, just kind of, like, wanting to get married right away. Making him actually, like, a clear bad guy to kids, like, kind of enforces that whole, like... You know, just... Don't just, like, jump into any random guy's arms. But anyway, <laughs> this is becoming, like, a total, like... Let's just talk about Frozen the whole time. But, um... I think it's also interesting. Another thing I wanted to bring up was, I mean, bring up was, um, I literally just watched an episode and a half of, um, scenes from a marriage on HBO max. And I think this kind of contributes to our conversation about like whether happily ever after is kind of an, uh, an ultimate thing or if it's like, not if it doesn't exist and I think in the case of of that story um literally in the first episode they were talking about like they were trying to define like what a successful relationship was and you kind of realize by the it it, as an audience member you're kind of thinking to yourself like huh that doesn't really exist 
you know? Um, and our society is just so obsessed with, like, success. Um, I haven't really seen, I haven't seen that show, so I don't know a lot about it. Yeah. What? (laughs) You want me to tell you about it? Yeah, so I oh. like love it. <laughs> okay. Um, basically, the first episode, um, it's with Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain, and they're married. And in the first episode, they have this... Um, I think she's probably, like, a PhD student or something over at their house, and she's doing a study on relationships in which the female is the primary caregiver. And so they're, they kind of, she's interviewing them, which is ironic because we all go into the show knowing that their relationship is going to fall apart. Um, and she asked them a question at the very end of being like, so why do you think your relationship is successful? And he right away is like, well, what do you mean by success? Shouldn't you ask us if we think our relationship is even successful first? Um, so... I don't know, that just got me thinking about, like, I don't think, like, I don't think there is, I don't think there is such thing as, like, success in anything, unless it's, like, a a really short-term thing. Like, I think you can be, like, I think you can be, like, statistically successful on a test or whatever, but I don't think you, you can be, like, successful in a relationship or a job or career or whatever, like, because those are, like, continuous things. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, they're just... There's a continuous motion of them, so... Or, like, you're... You're always going to be changing, and so is your partner. So... I can see what you mean by that. Yeah. Um, That's an interesting, like, way to bring it up, that there isn't going to be success in a relationship if it's... Always evolving like that. I mm. think that in general, though, there is a happiness that is defined as success. Like, success might be used in place of, are you happy in a relationship? Okay. Yeah. And so then, one success is defined by the amount of happiness. And so I think that, and then that plays into the happily ever after, like, um... Concept? Concept, yeah, of, like, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna meet this person, like, and instantly, it's just, you're gonna be happy together, and everything's gonna be okay always, and you're never gonna fight, and nothing bad is ever gonna happen, but, like... It's just could not be further from the truth. Like, you have to acknowledge that human beings are just going to disagree on certain things. And then that doesn't necessarily damage a relationship. I mean, it could if it's, like, a significant disagreement. But a happily happily ever after is, like, relative. I think it's going to be relative to the couple if you are having success being happy together for mm-hmm. a, um, and a, like, a good amount of time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely, like, see that. I think I agree with that. Like, 
having like little successes or like moments of success. And I think like because we have those little things, like I don't know. It's it's all very complicated. I think yeah, if you're both if you're both happy at in the relationship at this point in time, then I think it's successful right now. But I feel like successful is just such a weird word to like use for it, which is why I'm kind of just like it doesn't even exist. Yeah. Well, I, again, I think you're thinking about it as as like fail or pass. Right. But well, because that's kind of what like success that. like that's kind of like I don't know like to me that's that's kind of like the connotation of success. Right, but I think in the, in the TV show, she's using it as overall happiness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So then... Well, I mean, that, that was... So, is, is he not happy in the relationship then? Um, it's kind of both of them. It's kind of more her fault. Like, I mean... Okay. When they were doing the interview, I don't really know the state of their relationship when they were doing the interview, but, like, yeah, so I don't know, I think, actually, maybe that's the reason they were struggling with answering that question, is because they both knew that the relationship wasn't successful because of what you were saying, they both weren't, like, fully happy or like feeling oh, yeah. fulfilled. I mean, especially like if he just started off by saying, "Well, aren't you going to ask if we're happy in the relationship?" Or like if we think, you know, like Right. That probably means like it's a little confrontation. So he he's probably trying to like start something. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Right. Yeah. Um Okay, so now let's kind of move into, like, the little bit more of the personal section. Um, so the, the whole, the quote that's kind of spawned this whole topic in you was Joe says, um, quote, happily ever, af- happily ever after looks a lot different than I thought, end quote. Mm-hmm. Um, because kind of this whole season is him, like, living out, like, living in suburbia and, like, being a dad and stuff, um, which is very f- different for him, obviously. So, yeah. my question to you is, was there a time when you had thought this? Like, was there, like, a happily ever moment or, like, period of your life when you... Th- we're like, huh, this, I never would have expected this. Okay. Yeah, that's a really good question. I'm going to go back to my first relationship before I came out, obviously. Um, Catherine like is just lesbian, by the way. Have you pretty much just kidding. Um, so, yes, uh, I had my best friend, my best guy friend, like, just the typical you, 
and the ideal situation, like, you start off as best friends, right? And then, uh. and then you, like, admit feelings for each other, and it's just, like, then you fall in love with each other, and just that progression is really nice, really aesthetically pleasing. That's what you can hope for. Mm. Um, and I really liked being his friend, and he just kept on, like, pursuing me romantically, and I was like, you know, why not? Like, it's not like I haven't thought about that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a relatively good-looking dude. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> um, I just I feel like that is something typically that everybody would be, like, super happy in. Like, that's something people would think is their happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just knew immediately that it was not. Like, mm. I I knew in my head that I was supposed to be feeling like that. I was like, this is supposed to be really good. This is supposed to be what everybody is talking about. Why am I not feeling what everybody is talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, obviously, it just... It, it came down to me coming to terms with my sexuality and, like, kind of owning up to it. Um... And, and when I was finally in my first queer relationship, I, like, it was so easy to feel those feelings that I, like, couldn't even force myself to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, you know, you kind of feel guilty about that. And I don't know if Joe felt guilty, but, like, because he's a murderer, but, (laughs) 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 you know, you're just, like, in the perfect place, you're in this, like, perfect suburb neighborhood, in a perfect relationship with your perfect guy friend, who's now your perfect boyfriend, Mm. why aren't you feeling these perfect feelings? Right. Um, And... I'm not sure what happened with Joe in uh, the TV show, but for me, it just ended in me, like, coming to terms with that's not my happily ever after. Mm. That is definitely not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, just kind of realizing it and then moving on. Yeah. Okay. So, I think this is interesting because in the show, there's kind of... There's two sides of that coin. There's there's the one thing that he thought would be happily ever after that just isn't, which was which is his relationship with love. Um who is Oh, that's an interesting power play that like I've seen people mention is how like sorry, I didn't mean to what? interrupt. No, 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 no. You're good. <laughs> um I just think it's interesting how once she started showing her like psychotic yes. tendencies, he was like Oh, no, she cray-cray. That's... Okay, that's what I... Did you watch? No, I just know about it. Okay, well, you should listen to the first episode of my podcast because I did talk about that. Um, I I find that so interesting, too. And I think it's interesting, just kind of quickly, like, he literally, in the first episode, he, like... He starts to get totally into, like, the neighbor lady. I, I, I just thought it was interesting because normally when you can, like, relate to someone over anything it makes the relationship stronger and yeah so he connected with the neighbor more because they they um related over their like not liking marriage but then literally 
the the main part of his personality being like the psycho side all of a sudden he finds out love has that too and it's like okay i can't handle that amount of relatability anyway that's just a quick thing but um yes i do find that that's very funny but anyway so there's this one side of this is not the happily ever i thought it was going to be and then there's the other side of he and his child in which it, it was the it was flipped where initially joe would be thinking oh my god like what have i gotten myself into but then that kind of has turned out to be happily ever after for him you know mm -hmm. um so my next question to you would be is there has there been a time when you went into something thinking there's no way this is happily ever after and end up being mm. like oh yeah maybe i think there's a possibility <laughs> Um, maybe not in, like, the happily ever after mm -hmm. aspect of it, but definitely, like, um, when I was taking, um, a, a class at school, mm -hmm. I thought it just would not work out, like, that I would not relate to anybody, that I would not do well in the class at all, but it turned out to be one of my favorite, I mean, it turned out to be literally my favorite class of all of high school. <laughs> what was so, that? What? what? What class was that? Orchestra. <laughs> Orchestra? Yeah, I, I thought, because Mr. Park put me into symphony, which was the highest orchestra, uh. and I was like, I am not ready for this. This is not what I wanted. I, this is not I did not sign up for this. <laughs> okay. Um, so I kind of went into it like, oh God, what 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 did I just get myself into? Um, but then I had so much fun mm -hmm. performing the pieces that we played and, you know, um, growing a stronger bond with my uh, teacher and and the classmates too were just it was such a great dynamic that I didn't think would come out of that. Mm -hmm. That definitely did. Um, so, yeah. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I think that's kind of like... I think there can be a lot of, of both of those kind of instances in people's lives. I also wanted to mention how yeah. his kid was mm -hmm. like the one time... Again, I haven't seen the show, but I've seen, like, clips of it on, like, Insta. Um, how he got mad because their kid was supposed to be a girl. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and he was, like, he was, like, it was supposed to be a, a girl or something like that. And people mm. started analyzing about how, because he thought that women were more fa fragile. And he, like, didn't want his, like, psychotic tendencies to be passed on to this, to another boy. And so he didn't want, like another boy in his life to just be as murderous and as angry as he was I, and that's why he yeah. like didn't do well with love because she was just as angry and murderous as he is <laughs> that's interesting I didn't even think about that I think I yeah I, I talked about that in my in my last episode I saw it as because he says something like which contributes to what you were saying as well, being, uh, he said, um, 
he said like he said something like I don't want to f up a boy or so, I, I, you know so he said something yeah, along yeah. those lines and I kind of thought of it as like he he kind of sees women as like these perfect beings yes um yeah. and so having a girl for him I think meant like he wouldn't really need to parent that much or or you know oh yeah or yours too like he wouldn't it wouldn't be as easy for him to pass down his bad tendencies to mm-hmm. a girl because they're just like they are default perfect obviously yeah um yeah. but yeah i thought i i definitely thought that was really that was really cool that they showed that as well i i try to stop me from using the word interesting i i'd say it too much compelling <laughs> um oh oh yes okay this is a good question um do you think a relationship can work if two people have different ideas of happily ever after oh yeah i mean oh wait that's an interesting question (laughs) um that's a compelling question thank you (laughs) Um, I think for a relationship to really work out, I do think that they have to have some commonalities in their, um, like, end game, happily ever after idea, I guess. Um, I mean, it would just be really hard to be in a relationship with someone who didn't want marriage and you're like your heart is set on marriage um and then you're like probably stuck thinking in the whole relationship well is it even worth it so then that begs the question like do you do you have to have um let's how, how do i phrase this is too many differences bad for the relationship? Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, yes, people say, like, opposites attract, but it's to a certain extent. And something that I discussed with my therapist um, was at the beginning of a relationship, it's super important to lay down negotiables and non-negotiables mm-hmm. and see where both of you fit on that scale. Um because then you know who you're getting into a relationship with. Because, mm-hmm. like, your non-negotiables are their negotiables. You're like, um, no. Right. So, so if, uh, yeah, I think, no. That's my answer. <laughs> okay. Yes, I, I definitely... I agree with that. I think I think it could also be possible Yeah, I don't know. I think like happily ever again makes it I mean happily ever after again makes it feel very like boxed in. And I think that like I think that your happily ever after can change within those negotiables. 
So I I do agree with that. Like if you have similar non-negotiables that that can fit into the same kind of new happily ever after that you're creating together, then I think yeah, you can kind of Yeah, I don't know. I think but but if it's too different, like if if you're if you're happily ever after is dependent upon you living in LA and their happily ever after is dependent upon them living in New York, then obviously that's not going to work. Because that's just literally, like, geographically. Yeah. And that's when it's important to discuss that. Like, at the beginning of a relationship, you, like, want to know what you're you're getting yourself into and what type of commitment you're going to be asked for or asking for. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, um, of course, having, like, different interests is... um, very healthy to have in a relationship because then you can discuss that with your partner and then like maybe they'll actually like that interest and then you just grow your interest together but if it's like you said two completely different types of happy ever afters then there's it's like what are you guys fighting for (laughs) right yeah you're you're just going into a relationship that was never gonna work yeah. So it's it's like you're just wasting your time on that. Yeah. Yeah. Or like or you're you're wasting healthy relationship potential mm-hmm. that you could have with someone who has the same big ideas as you. Mm-hmm. Who Yeah. Won't be asking for your non negotiables to be negotiables. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So what would be an example of a non negotiable for you? Did I just say interesting again? One more time? Did I just say interesting again? (laughs) Oh, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Compelling. Just kidding. (laughs) Compelling, alluring, enticing. Yeah. All of the above. Um, A non-negotiable for me would be... um, willingness to commit time Mm. like time and effort Mm. with me is super important um or just uh like monogamy Mm. that's a that's a non-negotiable um monogamy a lot but that's an interesting one I th- that is super interesting because literally in that show I was watching scenes from a marriage their marriage falls apart because of polygamy so yeah I mean and if you ask someone that you're like that's a super interesting thing to bring up so you're not like into polyamory no I am not well we should right. probably not be in a relationship together yeah so true I you know yeah my sister has before she met her boy, her current boyfriend, she was on a dating app and she met this guy who is very polyamorous. Mm. Um, and my sister's not... She's not willing to be in a polyamorous relationship right now. Um, but they're, like, super close friends and they enjoy their time together. But my sister knows that that is a non-negotiable for her. 
And so that's why she didn't engage in that person romantically. Yeah. Smart. Very smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... You gave a really good answer to that question. Um, which is funny to me because I was literally in Spanish class the other day. She, like, one of our, like, opening questions for the day was, like, like, imagine you were, like, using a dating app. Like, what would... Like, I'm looking for someone, dot, dot, dot. And, like, I couldn't come up with anything except, like, willing to go to the movies with me. Because for some reason, that is, like... <laughs> I mean, you could put in... Because um... people don't like movies. There are some yeah. people... There are some crazy people out there that don't like watching movies. That's, That's not going to work for me. for you. Because I'm literally... If I'm going into this field, that's actually oh my god do you know how much that relationship would not work out it's not even funny so that that's um important well, that's a non-negotiable for you i mean you could do non-negotiable like, at all yeah yeah you could you could do like um emotionally available that's a non-negotiable <laughs> yeah literally emotionally available um, that's true or like I mean, for me, like, when I was in therapy and she asked me what my non-negotiables are, I think I just brought up, like, um, willingness to be open with me, Mm. which I guess you could say is just emotional vulnerability, um, and also, like, I am not one for long distance, so that's a non-negotiable as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, that, I think, is a really good one as well, and I'm interested to hear what everyone in the audience's non-negotiables are as well, or their kind of thoughts on this whole happily ever after thing, Um, and before we move into the last section the last little section of this talk, um, email me at um, truthbetold with L at gmail.com. And that is spelt exactly as it sounds. So email me your thoughts. Um, and I think that's a good note to end on. Um, it's just kind of thinking about like, is, is that advice is that um, in order to have a hap- in order to find your happily ever after which is what we're talking about is you have to discuss in your relationship what those negotiables and non-negotiables are um, mm-hmm. so the last little thing I want to ask you here is for a latest TV show recommendation um Can I recommend Made? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Then I recommend Made. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. I'm so glad you recommended that. That's perfect, actually. Yeah. Um, I know. I was gonna bring that up earlier, but. <laughs> in what? In the. Well, because you were asking about um, something like where you went into something thinking it was gonna be a happily ever after mm-hmm. and it didn't. Mm-hmm. And so like. Or like vice versa. Yeah. Um, just like I mean we should probably save this because I have like so many good points what do you think 
Yes. I'm like, okay, literally when I was watching Made, I was like, I should have done Made. Like, I should have, that should have been the show I watched. Um, yes, I would 100%. I'm sure there will be another, um, another round of questions that will prompt things from Made. And I, I really am excited to talk about that with you. Um, but can you give us a quick, like, um, just kind of what is the show about? Yeah. So, um, it's a show about domestic violence. Um, it stars. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I don't remember her name. Margaret Qualley. Quarry. But do you remember her name in the show? Oh, Alex. Alex. Um. So yeah, the main character's name is Alex. Um, she is working at a restaurant and she meets her baby daddy (laughs) or her future baby daddy they have a kid together and he turns out to be a raging alcoholic and fights ensue and she kind of goes on a growth journey Mm. and a relationship journey as well with not just her um baby daddy but also her mother and um her father Mm -hmm. um and other um people that she worked for she also has like a relationship with them um so it's just a really good show about um kind of the behind the scenes of what actually happens with domestic violence and um really showing how non-linear growth is and Mm. I think it's like a really like impactful show and it's actually really accurate um so yeah go watch it yes I highly recommend I watched it as well and I really really enjoyed it so all of you out there go watch made um go watch you if you haven't so that you can be up to date um for episode three of this podcast um anyway thank you so much for coming Catherine. this was a wonderful conversation i'm so happy because this is the first one of those that i've done on the podcast so far and i'm <laughs> glad that it was with you so um Hopefully you'll come back in future episodes and we can have further conversations. Yes, I'm so excited for further episodes. Okay, well, um, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please tune in either. I'm not sure if I'm going to release it next week or the week after that. Um, not, I haven't totally um, decided on whether I want it to be every week or every other week yet. But either way, tune in for episode three as well where i watched the second episode of you and talk a little bit about it um thanks i'll see you next time